Welcome, race fans. On behalf of hosts Jeremy Banning and Chris Goodacre to the Ileana Stock Car Radio Podcast. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you this week, so sit down, pull your seatbelts tight, and let's get ready to talk Chicagoland and Northern Indiana's short track stock car racing. Episode number eight of Ileana Stock Car Radio coming your way. Your hosts, Jeremy Banning, Chris Goodacre. Chris, how we doing? We're doing pretty good. Yeah. Hey, you know, episode number eight, that's a historic number in racing. Everybody loves number eight. Woo. Uh, well, maybe maybe double it and then there's less drama. Well, yeah, I could get a little messy if you just go with one eight, but yeah, but but that's the NASCAR side of things, and, and we won't bore anybody with that since apparently NASCAR is not a popular thing anymore. I, I don't really know. But. No, no, it is, it is because Dale Jr. is driving his car at Richmond next year. See, there you go. So it's, it's still in. We're still making it popular. It's still good. Um, almost uh, kind of with the weekend we've had. Almost wish this was kind of a wrestling show. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We okay. We okay. We, we've established the fact we're nerds, so yes, we watch professional wrestling. We watch WWE. We watch the Royal Rumble on Sunday night. Chris and I were pretty much live texting back and forth. So, so what you're saying thing. here is now on alternate weeks we're going to do racing and wrestling. I'm sure that would not be kind of out of the realm of possibility. But I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> or at least a once a month pay-per-view follow-up. Yeah, I mean, we, hey, why not, you know? I mean, we already talk craziness to to ourselves pretty much anyways, so well, well, why yeah. not throw it in there? But uh You want to invite other people into our mess? Yeah, exactly. well, we do every other week, so True. we're here. And we thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you for listening. Uh thank <laughs> Thanks, you for getting Mom. us. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, thank you for getting us at least to now the eighth episode, but uh speaking of rumbles, there's kind of been one going on in the short track world as of late, and that is uh in one corner, social media. Oh, God, you went there. And in this corner... Local short track race. Ah, uh, but uh, so I, that's what we're talking about. I tonight. don't know you anymore. I'm going home. <laughs> that is what we are talking about, and of course, by social media, we're talking obviously your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, and whatever else uh, is is out there. I mean, it probably changes by the minute. All the uh, did, did you mention Instagram? I did mention Instagram. Okay, so yeah, that's that's where I noticed a lot is Instagram, Facebook. I'm not really on Twitter all that often, and I don't really follow a whole lot of people, so I'm assuming there's some battles, but to me anyway, it feels like um, the fighting has shifted to Facebook, and then Snapchat's pretty much all private messages, and And, it scares me anyway. Yeah, God knows what. Um, But that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, We kind of promised or teased it back in October when we had Steve Bechtel on to talk about the Bahama Brackets. Um, We kind of... And and as as you'll hear in a little bit uh, when we uh, play the interview from him, uh, we kind of discussed that, you know, in the depths of winter, uh, when not a whole lot was going on, we would have him back in and we'd, we'd kind of talk about social media. And the time has come for that. Social media can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. It's really kind of in the behind, like, right. like beauty in the eye okay, beholder, We're, we're right? going to nerd out all the way. It's like the force. Oh, man. He went there. <laughs> there is a light side where you're saying, hey... 
the uh, the the uh, uh, the S4 Motorsports, aha, sponsor plug. Uh, the S4 Motorsports team had a, a, a great weekend. Thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks to our our whippersnapper that drives the car. Thanks to the the guy that owns the car and the guy that works on the car. And then you've got the dark side where nothing went right and it's everybody else's fault. And we are just going to tell you all about it, even though we weren't at the racetrack. Right. <laughs> so and I, I can't even begin to count how many comments I have seen regarding like somebody that would post that I know for a fact was not at the racetrack because I went around and talked to everybody at the racetrack that night. It was a small crowd and they were complaining about the car count. Well, where's yours? Exactly, right? Um, so you get a lot of that on social media. You get to positive, you get to negative. Uh, it, it's pretty much whatever you want to make it. And uh, as we, as we kind of teased earlier in one of our earlier episodes, we wanted to get Steve back on here and talk about that. Obviously, if you know Steve, he uh, highly involved in local social media uh, for for the Chicagoland racing area. And he's just highly involved in Chicagoland racing. Yeah, period. Um, so, so he's definitely a good source on, on social media and maybe the effects of it, uh, from, from the track's perspective or from a fan's perspective. He, he's, he's got a lot of good perspective on it. He's got a lot of perspective. Yeah. So, uh, we, we wanted to go three wide, uh, again this week as we do just about every week with somebody. And this week we went three wide with Steve Bechtel. Uh, we hope you enjoy that interview. And and we will come back at you after that is over uh, to kind of break it down or at least give uh, a few moments of, of our thoughts on it uh, before we totally let you guys go on this episode. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm good. Good. Well, uh, thanks for taking some time out tonight to talk to us. Not a problem. All right. Well, I... Uh, I remember back when we had you on last time in uh, October, we said kind of in the depths of winter, we'd have you back on to talk about some social media stuff. And I figured now is as good a time as any. Well, we are in the depths of winter. No kidding. Freaking cold out. Except for that 50 degree day. What was that? (laughs) (laughs) So Yeah, we we, we get a mini summer once in a while. Every winter it seems to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of leads you on a little bit, you know? February though, guys, think positive. We uh, we're, we're more than halfway through winter. Yep. Yeah. It's it's going quick. That's for sure. Yeah. I think we're down into the uh, what under twenty as far as towards Daytona. It's like eleven uh, day, eleven days or something until cars are on track. I think I saw that today. Uh, well, Juice was down there. I think they already did the twenty four. Yeah, they did it this last weekend. So there's already been racing on the TV screen. Well, I, I think they meant oval oval racing. How about that, Mister Goodacre? <laughs> They're at an oval. <laughs> it's a technicality stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um well, kind of like we said, we're going to talk about some social media stuff and uh yeah, we kind of got into it last time when you were on here, but uh obviously you've been a staple of local short track racing show social media in various forms for several years now. Uh can you kind of talk about how you've seen it evolve over the years? Sure. Uh man, I remember the late 90s. Uh it, it seemed like you know nobody had websites and uh you know i got my start actually putting together uh a website for raceway park which was a, you know my home track at the time and uh and started a, a forum board forum board was the uh the predecessor i guess you could say to to social media if you wanted a way to to talk to people you you did forum boards and there was a you know a few of them out there where you could post topics and uh and and, and talk about stuff and uh and then that kind of 
you know, unfortunately, about a year after I started the site, Raceway Park closed. Uh, you know, started short track news with a couple of people, and uh, and and really kind of hit it hard with, with with the forum board. Again, the forum boards were the 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 way to go, and and those man, uh, those, those were hot and heavy, wild and and crazy times uh, on the forum board. Basically, until social media kind of took over, you really didn't see it too much with uh, you know the invent of MySpace. But it's like kind of like when Facebook took over, uh, it's kind of like the number one, you know, deal for for interacting with people on the internet. Uh, you know, everybody has a page, not everybody has a group, or, or unless you're like me, and then you have you know 13 pages and 27 groups because you know, heaven forbid, you go to bed and you know not have to post pictures every second that you have. But um, no, that's pretty much how it evolved. I mean, it used to be forum boards. It used to be. Um, everybody signing up under uh, a fake name for the most part and uh, getting crazy on there, causing trouble, starting stuff. And you still see it a little bit, uh, you know, on Facebook. There's, again, you know, I, I got so many groups out there and, and, and pages and, and you see uh, a, a bunch of fake names out there from from people, which, uh, you know, if you're not brave enough to, to you know, to leave your real name, then, then don't leave the comment. It's kind of my thought press uh, you know process on that but that's that's kind of where we are you know now guys it's uh it's a you know facebook world yeah for sure i mean i can remember spending a lot of time on the short track news forum board back with a bowl of popcorn back in the day yeah almost (laughs) you had to have some refreshment as you watch folks kind of debating and going back and forth and and whatnot and uh yeah it it can get vicious sometimes out there man (laughs) Uh, You know, the thing with that, too, is you you didn't realize it. You you know, I I mean, I was just a guy that grew up loving local racing, you know, and and you you start something, it's a way for people to interact. You know, I was kind of, you know, the first guy kind of, you know, in in, in the area to to really, you know, jump on board with this and get everybody, you know, I remember passing out flyers at the racetrack, like, here, check out my website and and stuff like that. There was no way to promote it because there was no other way. There was no social media. (laughs) Yeah, to to promote it. And, uh, you know, I remember there was an event, and and I don't remember the exact exact situation. I know it involved Pat Kelly, and and I cannot remember uh, what it was, who the other drivers were involved, or if it was an official's call. I, I don't really remember the circumstances. I just remember Pat Kelly when he was on fire, at Grundy County Speedway in the early 2000s. And I was at the track. Yeah, you kind of, you know, we used to stay after and, and mingle with the, you know, our friends in the pits. And then sometimes we go out in the parking lot. From the time the races ended and, and we hung out and then, you know, the hour ride home, uh, you know, back to the Blue Island office here, I, I got on the forum board before I went to bed. And there was a, a post that got started about, you know, again, whatever the incident was. And I can't, for the life of me, can't remember what it was. And there was like 268 replies, um, wow. you know, basically by the time I just got home, you know, not the next morning, not the next week, you know, by about two o'clock in the morning, um, you know, there was good, there was bad, there was funny, there was ugly. It was, um, like, like you said, you almost want to grab a bowl of, uh, of popcorn and, you know, it was kind of like the wild, wild West back then, you know, he kind of, you know, I, I kind of had the thought process of, you know, everything was fair game. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys were leaving their names or, um, you know, there were some people in the racing industry to where, you know, if a driver or a fan was upset with something, they could go on this forum board and, and basically say, Hey, 
you know, wasn't a fan of this or wasn't a fan of that. And, you know, there used to be drivers that would come on there and defend themselves. There was, you know, there was guys plenty of times, Greg McCarns, uh, you know, who's, you know, owns Madison Speedway right now, the Midwest tour many a night, he would be on there, you know, trying to defend his decisions on, on why something went one way or another Steve Einhouse, uh, you know, back when he uh, was kind of in the racetrack promotion game was another that would, uh, would go on there. But for every, you know, Steve Einhouse and, and, and Greg McCarns, there was a, a Frank Welch who, you know, didn't know what, you know, short track news.com was or a Mike McCooley that, he, you know, he says he never paid attention to that stuff, but he seemed to know everything that was on it. So uh, I just think some people just, you know, pretty much, you know, didn't want to open the can of worms and, and start replying to people and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, w- w- the wild, wild west, is, is somebody had told me that term a couple of years ago, and they're like, man, Steve, that, you know, 10 years ago, that's how the Internet was on, on, on the Short Track News Forum Board, man. It was it was wild and, uh, and, and, and crazy. And until you really sit back and think about it, you didn't realize, um, you know, how, how, how much of an impact uh, – Sadly, more times bad than good that uh, that it had on the sport. Yeah, and you kind of talk about the impact that it has on the sport. Obviously, there's a lot of debate on whether or not social media is having either a positive or negative impact on local short track racing. Um, with your experience in social media and, of course, being a track official, uh, what's been your experience as far as the impact of you know kind of the social media craze now uh, on on the local racing? You know, I, I guess in a nutshell, the the first word that you know that that comes to to my mind, and this may surprise people, is uh, just disgusted with uh, to see, you know, the way that that some people are on, on the internet, and and maybe sounding hypocritical, you know, considering uh, you know I was the the sheriff, you know, back in the wild wild <laughs> west on, on the old short track news forum board. But as time went on and, and things grew and evolved and you really got to see firsthand the, the impact that it had on people, um, you know, so much of it is, is so false. So much of it uh, is, is hurtful and, and people don't realize, you know, to an extent on, on, on what they're doing. You know, they can they can post something and, you know, my I don't want to say it was my mistake, but you know, I would see something posted. You know, obviously, I worked at Atlanta Motor Speedway. For those of you listening that don't know that, I worked there uh, for probably about a dozen years. I, I've been at Grundy County Speedway now for eight years, and and I used to make the mistake of, of trying to reply to people, and it got to be where it would almost like consume my whole day because it was just one thing after another. You're like putting out fires all over town with people saying this and saying that. And, um, you know, sadly, 90% of it, I feel, you know, was either false information, uh, half truths, um, you know, just, just stuff like that. And, and, and the real, I guess, disappointing thing is, is if you try to say something, you know, that's, that's true, it, it takes forever for it to get around the internet. But if you say something that's controversial or, or, or something that's almost like, a, you know, I don't want to say an out-and-out out lie, you know, it'll travel halfway around, you know, the Midwest in, in two hours, you know, just because somebody saw something a certain way. And it's just like, you know what, I, I was there. That That's not at all what, you know, what, what happened at the racetrack, whether it's with the driver, whether it's with the officials in a bad call, whether it's a, a promoter, 
and uh, you know whether you know he's a good promoter or a bad promoter. You know, internet uh, you know killed local racing. Uh, you know, at Indiana Speedway obviously is a big example of what we heard over the last couple of years. I just don't think people realize um, you know how much, and, I, and we can get into it later, I guess. But I just don't think they realize how much you know the things that they post you know, you know, hurt people, you know, and, um, and I don't mean hurt people, you know, like you hurt my feelings, but, you know, hurt, hurt people. And, and just the, um, you know, the fact that the stuff is spreading like wildfire across the internet and, and people do try to put out the fires or try to, you know, talk the truth. And it's just, it's, it's so spread out all over the internet that, uh, it, it's just crazy to, uh, you know, to, to deal with it. But then on the other hand, it's, you know, tracks are kind of, you know, they can make or break themselves, I guess, to an extent with, with social media. I mean, more and more you, you see people, you know, I run the, you know, the Facebook page, you know, for, for Alien Speedway the whole time it was up until, until they closed. I've, I've ran the, you know, the Facebook page for Grundy County Speedway as well. The last thing you want to do is, is you know, delete people or, or take your comments down or, or, or something like that. But my opinion now, you know, 15 years after the, the wild, wild west is we're here for the positive promotion of stock car racing is the way I look at it. You know, we're never going to get it right. We're, we're never going to make everybody happy. We're never going to make the drivers all happy, never going to make the fans all happy. But, you know, everybody that works at a racetrack, is, is overworked, underpaid, and and we're there for the for the love of the sport. And uh, like I said, we we just try to do our best, and we try to just uh, you know I don't want to say keep things in house, but you know it you know people don't realize that everything that happens today at a local racetrack, and I'm sorry to keep rambling on, but you know everything that that happens now at a local racetrack is nothing new. I, I mean, there's been blown calls, there's been dirty drivers, there's been a guy that spun out that got sent to the back and he shouldn't. There's been guys that spun out and, and didn't get sent to the back when he should. The, you know, the difference is 25 years ago, you were mad about it. You went home, you sat in your garage, you talked to your three picker guys and you MF the track and never were coming back. And then the next week you were back at the track and that was it. You know, now when it happens, it, you know, it's posted your 500 friends see it. You know, they may share it and, and their 500 friends see it. It's like the old shampoo commercial, so on. And we told four friends and so on and so on and so on. And, and uh, you know, by the time it reaches that 50th person, you know, they may not have been to Grundy County Speedway. They have never even heard of Ileana Motor Speedway. But, you know, maybe a month down the road, some of the, one of their buddies, hey, let's go to Grundy County Speedway. They have a racetrack. And this guy might say, nah, you don't want to go there, man. My one buddy goes there every week and he says it's a, it's a hell hole. It's they're cheaters. There's no cars. There's this, there's that. And, and that's really, you know, the, the, the part that I think, uh, you know, really hurts the, the local racetracks. Yeah. And that kind of was one of the next questions we wanted to hit. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of belief, like you said, that, that the negative comments, uh, keep folks away from the racetrack. Um, or also, you know, kind of maybe on the flip side is, uh, if you've got a racetrack that maybe is, uh, you know, kind of posting live results, uh, on their feeds, you know, Facebook, Twitter or whatnot, maybe that might create some, uh, attitudes of, well, I can just keep track of my favorite drivers, you know, on, on Facebook when I see the results, I don't necessarily have to go every week, you know, not get that experience. Uh, um, can you speak a little bit more to, to maybe some of that? 
Well, like I said, with, with, with I guess the, the first part of your question is, um, you know, the people that go, and this is the thing that I that I almost find comical, and and I have numerous friends that fall into this category. I have numerous, you know, of people I would call associates that fall into this category. I would say at least seventy-five percent of the people that are leaving negative comments uh, about the racetrack, whether it's a driver, an official, the promoter, the track itself are people that don't even go to the races that much or, or don't even go at all or weren't there to see a, an incident, but they're chiming in on it. And like I said, the, the, the biggest, you know, hurtful thing is, is you can shut that person down. You know, I can say, look, man, that's not what happened. I know you heard second or third or fourth hand. Here's what happened. There's a reason this guy got sent to the back of the pack. There's a reason this guy got black flagged. And, and you can sit there and, and take 10 minutes out of your day and explain it to the guy. And he'll be like, oh, well, I didn't know that or I didn't realize that. And the first thing in the back of your head is you want to just slap the guy and say, well, maybe you should have got those facts before you posted it. But now, okay, he knows about it. But what about the 400 or 500 of his friends that saw the post? They don't know it or the people that are friends of them that are really not people that are into racing, but might just casually find out about a track and go. And like I said, that that's the hardest thing is, you know, you can try to put out as many fires as you want, but there's so many people that aren't going to, um, you know, know the, you know, the actual truth of it. You know, one, one example, uh, you know, that I always kind of point to, is we had a race at Grundy County Speedway. It was a Midwest Tour race, which means Midwest Tour comes to town. They rent the racetrack. They, you know, they pick the divisions. They have their staff working. They uh, they set the prices. They set the admission. All of that stuff. So they came to town for uh, for a Friday night show, or it could have been a Saturday. I don't remember. So um, they were going to start an hour earlier than than our normal program. So they were going to start at seven o'clock. Now. All this stuff was on social media for, for weeks, you know, that we're going to start at 7 o'clock. It's, uh, it's a little bit, you know, higher admission price because, you know, it's a 100 lap late model race, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a guy that goes on the, the Grundy County Facebook page to leave a, a negative review about the racetrack. And he said, you know, I've been coming here for years. I used to race here. This place is a joke. You know, such and such promoter is a joke. I got there at 9.26, there was 12 laps left to go in the street stock feature and then the pure stock feature, and they still wanted me to pay 20 bucks to get in. This, this place is this, you know, this promoter is that, you know, they, why did they start early? They never even told anybody. And it's like my head spun, you know, it's like, first of all, it has nothing to do with Grundy County Speedway. You know, don't, don't bash our promoter because he wasn't even working that night. You know, don't bash the $20 ticket price because we don't set the ticket pricing. You know, don't, don't, and I even told him in the post, I said, can you go to a Chicago Bears game at halftime and say, hey, it's halftime. Don't, don't make it in for half price. I mean, you can't go to the movies and, you know, hey, I missed the first half hour. Is it cheaper to get in? I mean, there was like 12 things wrong with that guy's paragraph. And I just said, you know, they announced the 7 o'clock start time on the radio. It was on social media. It was on every flyer that, that Midwest Tour posted. You know what I mean? And to make a long story short, it's just crazy. You know, I didn't see the post until maybe a month or so after it had been posted. And you're wondering how many people saw this review. How many people are thinking, man, 
you know, they'll change the time and not tell people, they'll charge extra money, they did this, they did this, they did this, you know. So I, you know, went on as Grundy County Speedway, and I basically just said, hey, man, you're, you're kind of way off base here with this. And I went, you know, nine, ten things deep and said, "This, you're wrong about this, you're wrong about that. You know, at least so people can see it. If somebody clicked on the review, and then they could read my rebuttal and see that this guy was 100% wrong. But, you know, not many people read reviews and then read the rebuttal. You know, they'll see the one-star negative review, which hurts the racetrack as a whole, see the negative reply, and like I said, we're the one that takes the hit because of some guy that was misinformed and basically had no clue what he was talking about, about that, you know, about that race program. So I guess there's that example. The, the, the results and, and, and all that stuff um, on the internet, you know, it, it, it can be used as a tool. I guess it depends on, on how it's used. You know, I remember being out there on a practice day once, and I want to say it was uh, maybe 2016, and I was just in the grandstands, and Facebook Live was kind of new, and I said, let me try it out, and, you know, and I went live. Hey, everybody, this is Steve Bechtel from Grundy County Speedway out here today for open practice, 12 to 5, late models, mid-American sportsmen, street stocks, four cylinders. Come on out. It's free to come into the stands, and uh, you, know, you can check these cars out up close and see them, and, you know, that that's to me is like a positive promotion of it. You can get people out there for free, and, and that's something that people might be scrolling through their feed that live 10 minutes away and be like, hey, you know, they're open until 5. It's only 2 o'clock. Let's go take a ride out there. The the race after race after race where everybody's putting every lap of every race, um, you know, a lot of tracks get slammed for this, um, you know, for, for combating it or complaining about it or posting signs saying that it's not allowed, but – the thing is, is that the, the people that are complaining are the ones that are buying the tickets. So it's kind of like, you know what, why, why should we cater, you know, to the people that aren't there to begin with? And, and their reply is always, well, maybe if you posted some of the races, people would see them and then that would, you know, make them go. And, and I don't know if that, I, I just think that the bad outweighs the good on that. And I've talked to different people in different scenarios to where, you know, somebody tapes because they have family that lives out of the area and, and that's the only way that they can see the races. So they do it. And, and I guess my answer to that is, well, we'll tape it and then upload the video after the races, you know, don't, don't do it where it's live or, or something like that. And, and again, people are going to do, you know, what, what they do. I don't think anybody sits in the grandstand and says, Hey, I'm going to help, you know, drive another nail in the coffin of this racetrack. And I'm going to record all the races for people to see. So they don't, don't have to pay. But like I said, it, it does hurt to an extent. There's no substitute for being in a racetrack and, and, and sitting in the stands with your buddies and watching the races and hearing the cars and smelling the fumes and, and betting your dollars on who's going to win and, 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 and all that. And we just got to hope that more fans want to come see it live than they do want to, you know, see it, um, you know, through Facebook Live. Well, hey, and that's that's what we're trying to do here, trying to encourage uh, and folks to get out there to the racetrack. Uh, you kind of mentioned it, uh, you know, some of the racetracks maybe, you know, have signs regarding about, you know, videoing and, and all, all, all kinds of that stuff. Um, obviously, there's a lot of tracks now that have started to adopt social media policies into their rules uh, for years where, you know, drivers, crew members, uh, track officials, uh, et cetera, could possibly face punishment uh, for social media posts or, you know, spats on social media. 
Uh, what are your thoughts on this? And have you, as an official, had to confront any drivers or crew members regarding social media posts? Um, I I don't want to say I've had to, um, you know, confront somebody. When it comes to, you know, at, at Indiana, I mean, they've closed a couple of years ago. And, you know, we didn't have the Facebook Live and, and stuff like that. Again, I've, I've never been like a race director. You know, I've never been a promoter. You know, I mean, people know me at Grundy as an announcer. So I guess, you know, I don't want to say it's out of my place to go up to somebody and say something. But I do, you know, whether it's a friend of mine or whether it's just somebody I know, I just kind of casually take them to the side and say, man, you're not really doing us any favors by, by posting what you're posting. You know, you're not you know, this happened or, or, or that happened or, you know, and, and, and I guess what's so frustrating is, is you can sit and talk to somebody. And a lot of it's in your approach too. You know, if you go up to somebody and start yelling and screaming at them and MFing them, you know, they're going to get back in your face and do the same thing. Um, if you can go up to them and talk to them and just say, man, look, I, you know, I, I understand you're upset. You know, sometimes, you know, I've gone up to people and say, look, between me and you, yeah, that was a bad call. I think somebody missed something we're human. There's only, you know, you only see so much out there and they're only you're upset, but what is that really going to do by you posting what you posted in, in, in nine times out of 10, I, I would even more than nine times out of 10, maybe 95 times out of a hundred, you know, they agree. And it's the same thing. You know, I was, I was just being a hothead, you know, yeah, I, I regret it. You know, sometimes they take it down. Sometimes they'll own up to it and say, look, you know, this post was kind of, you know, I was mad and, you know, I guess there's two sides to the story and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've never really felt like I've, I've had to go up to somebody. I mean, it's, we don't have a policy in place at the Grundy County Speedway for that. Ileana Speedway never did either. So it's not something that, like I said, is something that we have to enforce. But, you know, like I said, just on a, on a private level with, with people, when I, when I've seen something that are like that, I, you know, I will, you know, go try to just maybe make them see the ways of, uh, you know, of what they're doing or what their negative effect could, could have on, uh, you know, things like that. And then, you know, the first part of your question, yeah, I, you know, I have seen, you know, tracks that have adopted that, you know, there, there's tracks now that have signs that just say, you know, no videotaping and, you know, we own the rights to the, the race program and, and, and stuff like that. I've also seen it right in the rules with the drivers. I, I saw something, um, a couple of years ago, I don't remember, uh, you know, the track involved. It was somewhere out on the East coast to where, you know, a driver was upset about something, made a huge stink about it at the track, went on the internet, um, you know, up and down, you know, Facebook complaining about this, complaining about that. Um, and, and the track banned him from racing there, you know, basically said, you know, if we're so horrible and, and it's so bad here, you know, and you want to just go and try to tear down, you know, our fan base and everything else, then, you know, don't race her. You know, basically it's kind of like a put up or, you know, shut up or whatever. It's my bad ball. You don't like to go home. You know, I'm, I personally don't like that approach. I, I mean, I've, I've dealt with it all at, at the racetracks I've worked with. Um, you know, I've had drivers that have you know, been upset. I've had parents of, uh, you know, of drivers that, you know, were upset, came up to me 
really said some you know mean and nasty things and and stuff like that. And I'm never a fan of basically you know I've never said the words if you don't like it you know load up and go home or if you don't like it go race somewhere else. You know I always try to take the high road and uh, you know and try to work stuff out because it's racing. At the end of the day, it's a hobby. You know I don't care if it's a $500 four cylinder. You know you got fifty thousand dollars wrapped up in a super late model. We're all out here to have fun. You know I'm not you're wasting 12 hours of a day making less than minimum wage uh, when you add it up to, to, to not have a good time. So, you know, I always try to, you know, take the high road and, and try to figure things out. But more and more, you know, tracks are, you know, are, are not putting up with it. And they just feel that, you know, taking some of those bad apples out of the equation in the uh, in the long run will, will benefit them. And, and I don't I, – I think it's still kind of fresh to where we don't really know the effects of, of some, you know, things and some ways of doing – things one way or doing it another way. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, there, there's so many people that say, you know, social media doesn't hurt racetracks. It's, it's bad for motors or social media doesn't, you know, hurt because, you know, they, they did the rules wrong and this guy's dominating or, you know, if you read the internet, everybody's a cheater. <laughs> yes. You know, none, none of the tech guys do their job. Right. And they've never teched anybody. There's favoritism at every single racetrack. And, you know, and I've dealt with that for a large part of, myself working at racetracks um there's just so much stuff and like i said if if you don't know the situation and you just read it kind of second hand and then you read a third hand fourth hand fifth hand um you know it, it's just it's crazy just to see how how all this stuff um you know kind of kind of festers out there and, and, and circles around yeah it's uh you know kind of Funny that you mentioned in a way that, you know, on Facebook or on the Internet, you know, everybody's a cheater. Uh, you know, everybody's doing something illegal and uh, officials don't know what they're doing. Uh, you know, the only time I really ever ran into, uh, you know, myself where I had to get on Facebook and get defensive is uh, right when we uh, S4 Motorsports got our Legends program up and going. Chris King was was helping us out, get that going. And, you know, at that time he was pretty much dominating the Legends division. And I, you know, one of the one of the result stories from Saturday night popped up on Facebook and somebody got on there, commented, oh, Chris King's a cheater and blah, blah, blah. And like I got on there, I'm like, wait a minute, you don't know what he does behind the scenes and how meticulous he is with that car uh, and how hard he works to make it that good. He's not cheating. He's just better than you, <laughs> you know, kind of yeah. a thing. And, and and you don't realize how much how much of that there is out there and how kind of like you've said before, just how misinformed people are and how e how eager they are to just get on there and spout their opinion off. Well, and, and chances are if if five people would have chimed in on that post, of, you know, and calling calling that driver a cheater, at, at least three of them weren't even at the racetrack that night. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. Just, like just said. Which is which is one of the things that really you know drives me insane. Right, and like I said, I, I've dealt with a lot of things at Atlanta, and I, you know, I've sat down and and talked to people and and tried to, you know, when I did lineups, I said this isn't rocket science. You know, this, this is the way we line up cars. Here's the qualifying sheet. Here's the invert. It, it's you know what I mean. I, I don't have a degree to do this. I'm not the only person in the state of Indiana that can line up cars at, at the Indiana Motor Speedway. I said, here is the way it is, and and people just didn't you know want to believe that or or the points are wrong. You know, you don't like me, so you you, you must be cheating. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> you know, there's you know I I can honestly say in, in over a dozen years of doing points at Indiana in eight years of doing points at the Grundy County Speedway. 
I have had three issues doing point standings. One was an error where I, I added up points wrong for a guy that was like 20th in points. I mean, it didn't have no bearing on a point championship or anything like that. But still, it was just a simple mistake on my part, you know, typing in a number wrong um, on, on the computer. The other two times were both transponder issues to where um, uh, an incident happened, and it, it happened the exact same way both times with these guys, once with a mid-American car, and then once probably two years later with the street stock to where the guys, you know, they spun out coming out of turn four, got down off of the racetrack, almost like into the grass where the loop is for the transponder. The, the caution came out. Uh, you know, they made that lap complete because everybody went across the loop. The driver went back out on the track and never caught that loop again. So he was actually didn't get credit for that lap. So when he restarted the race at the tail end of the field, he was technically a lap down because he never got credit for that lap. And both times we, we, we caught it, you know, after the fact, you know, I, I had a guy complaining to me, you know, you, you got me marked down for 16th place and points and, and I finished ninth. And I'm just like, well, you know, let's look into it. I said, first of all, you're the person that signed the pay sheet that said you finished 16th and you signed it and never, you know, checked into it or whatever. So, so long story short, I guess is what I'm saying. I got a little, on a little rant there, but um, like I said, there's just so many people that, that want to think, you know, you don't like them or you got a personal thing against them or, or something like that. And uh, like, like I said, you know, the, the tech guys, you know, tech, the, you know, the, the promoter, you know, is, you know, obviously mixed feelings on all the promoters in the Chicagoland area. You can't kind of lump them in all together, uh, you know, with certain things or, or whatever. But, you know, like I said, some of the stuff you just hear on the Internet is just uh, is just crazy, you know. And, and I guess the biggest thing you could talk about is, you know, we're all kind of affiliated with Ileana Speedway, and, and I don't know if you want to – get into that but man there there was just so many rumors about that place and, and well, why well hell we why, opened why that can of worms you know, let's go down the rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know and, and i and i you know when chris contacted me earlier today and said we're going to do social media and, and stuff like this I, I literally probably at some point this year it was two weeks ago three weeks ago i kind of replied to somebody and, and of course you know Ileana gets brought up and then it's you know mccooley this mccooley that he he sold the track on purpose to into the town so it wouldn't be kept a racetrack. And, you know, and, and I told myself, I said, you know what, if it gets brought up, I'll, I'll tell this story. Um, and, and it's, and it's, you know, limited. I'm not going to sit here and say, I know the facts. And, and maybe for a lot of you people listening, this may be the, you know, the first you're, you're hearing of this, but I heard, and again, this is just from stories that I've heard from higher up people, not just Joe Blow working at the gas station or some guy that hadn't been to Ileana since 2009, whose mailman used to work on a four cylinders pit crew and, and heard the, the, the story. But in a nutshell, from what, from what I heard, and again, I'm, go, I'm going on record right now saying this is not the gospel, not the, not confirmed by me. But at the end of the day, when the track was sold, I believe Mike McCooley didn't have enough time to keep the track open it was like one of those deals where we have to sell whether it was money being owed to the bank whether it was money being owed on taxes but from what i heard those were some of the circumstances in it and it had to sell by a certain day and you can take whatever you want you know from that stuff and again i'm, I'm not saying that that is a hundred percent true i'm just saying hearing it from higher up people than just some guy that hasn't been there in 10 years, you know, 
Um, there was a driver that was interested in purchasing the track, and Mike was more than willing to work with him to, to get the track sold. And the driver wanted some soil samples, and he wanted to do some due diligence, which obviously you, you want to do. When you're making a purchase of almost $2 million on, a, on land and a business, you're going to want that time. I don't believe Mike had the time. I don't believe Mike had another 90 days to where he could go and say, let's get the soil samples, let's do this, let's do that. Again, I don't know if, if bank notes were up and it was like, look, this you know, something has to be paid. I don't know if taxes were due again or, or whatever the circumstances were. I, I, I just, I purely believe it was a financial uh, kind of bind that, that he was in and he had to get the deal done by that certain day. So when people sit there and say, you know, this guy wanted to buy the track and he said, no, I'm going to sell it to the town and close it. I, I don't know that, that it kind of irks me when, when I hear people say that, because at the end of the day, this guy is, is a guy that had probably been around racing his whole life. His girlfriend who, you know, put her blood, sweat and tears into that racetrack had been around racing her whole life. Her family worked at the racetrack. His family worked at the racetrack. I mean, he, he ran the place for almost 20 years. You know, he raced there. He was a former track champion. At the end of the day, I don't think he took great pride in selling it to the town of Cherville so nobody else could run it and do a better job with it, which is 90% of what I hear of why he sold it to the town. He didn't want anybody else to come in there and make it good again, and that's why he did it that way. And Again, that's just to me, that's ridiculous. If you had a, a higher offer on the table, you're going to take the higher offer, especially if it's left to keep it open as a racetrack. I just think that there were circumstances in place, stuff that none of us will maybe never know. But I just think, and, and you also got to factor in, you know, Mike had some health issues. You know, he, he, you know, he wasn't doing that well health wise. And I think he just, you know, whether it was a self imposed date, or whether it was, you know, you know, uh, financially set up a certain way, I just think he had to sell by a certain date. And if and if the driver involved in wanting to purchase the track didn't need that 90 days for soil samples or due diligence, if you would have said, okay, let's cut a deal, I, I think the track would have been sold to the driver and uh, we'd be talking about Ileana's uh, upcoming 2018 season. Yeah, and, and for what it's worth, Chris and I have, have kind of both heard that story that you, that you're telling, and it was more of a timing issue than anything else. So, yeah. So we we've kind of hit on a, a decent amount of the negatives, uh, you know, regarding social media wow. and local short track racing. Can, can we speak to the positives uh, of what it can be if if used correctly? Uh, it can be amazing if if it's used, uh, you know, correctly. Um, you know, we. And the Grundy County page and, and the Ileana page was set up pretty much the same way. I, I mean, you you want to get your brand out there. You know, what's the best way, you know, to do that? We all know Grundy County Speedway races on Friday nights. You know, a lot of us go out there every week. But, you know, for the most part, there's, you know, that's, that's all you hear about it, unless you want to go on their website. You know, there's no racing magazines really out there anymore. You know, Midwest Racing News, all the newspapers are pretty much gone. Um, kind of outdated too, because, you know, you had a, you'd wait a week to see the stories and stuff when, you know, there's results on the internet, you know, basically while we're still at the racetrack before we leave. But, you know, we, we, we just get people involved. We just give people news. We, you know, every week, 
you know, we do a share to win contest, you know, where people share our flyers and, and that gets out, you know, they share it on their personal page, which means, you know, hundreds of people, some, some people on Facebook, the numbers in the thousands, I mean, you can have 5,000 friends on the Facebook and I, and I never understood the people that, that have 5,000 friends on Facebook. But I mean, if you have 5,000 friends and you share that on your page, you know, there's a good chance, you know, thousand, two thousand of your friends are going to see that post and, it's just a trickle down effect. If 2000 of their, of their fans, of their friends see it, that's 40% of their fans. And if, and if 10% of that, you know, 2000 see it, you know, that like racing, like I said, it's all about like numbers. You know, if you can get 1% of your friends that have never been there before to go, it, it just, it helps everybody. It, it puts more people in the stands. Maybe these people enjoy it and they want to become, you know, drivers themselves and they buy a four cylinder the next year. And two years later, they're in a street stock. Five years later, they're in a, in a late model. So, I mean, it can definitely help with, uh, like I said, the program, um, you, you know, helping with your drivers, even on a personal level. I mean, I deal with this, you know, on a professional level, working for racetracks, you know, et cetera. But just as a driver, I, I mean, do you want to go on there and, and bash the racetrack and say, oh, it's it running third and, you know, they I spun out and, and, and they sent me to the back, F this place, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you know, that's rule number one. You know, you spin out and you go to the back. And, you know, instead of doing that, just, you know, you could also write it up as, you know, just wasn't our night tonight, but the, you know, J&J racing team isn't going to give up. Uh, we couldn't even be out there without the help of our sponsor, Sam's Towing and, 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 and Rick's Auto Body. And, and, but, you know, I mean, you know, drivers and crew members and fans can, you know, use it themselves to promote it. So, um, like I said, it's just, you know, on, on a racetrack point of view, you can do so much. There's, um, you know, there's other stuff and, and, you know, I don't hope you don't mind. I'll, I'll throw in a cheap little plug. Have at we, it. We're all about we, that. I've, uh, you, you know, obviously a lot of people know me from shorttracknews.com. You know, we've been doing that for, you know, man, 17 years now. And we, we started a page on Facebook and, and it, you know, it took off and, and it, and it kind of took off to where more and more people throughout the country were on. You know, you start looking at some of the demographics and you're like, man, there's a guy from, you know, Michigan, which really isn't in our area, but still somewhat close. But then you see these people from Florida or California and you're kind of like, you know, how does this happen? And then, you know, I started a page called short, you know, short track news, Chicago area. It was just going to focus on, you know, the Chicago area, you know, to where it was just going to be Grundy and Aliana and, and Kankakee and Rockford and stuff like that. But the, the one thing about pages is it basically leaves everything in your lap. You know, everybody can reply to stuff that you post. So it's like you're the one that pretty much controls all of the content on your site. And I, I had so many pictures, you know, so much, so much stuff that I want to share with people. And there's other people that have the same stuff. And so I, I told people this went on for about six months last year. And, uh, and I'm rambling, so I'll hurry. But, I, I, you know, they were like, why don't you just start a group page? You know, you got, and I have so much stuff. I have a Raceway Park group, and I got a, a Grundy page, and an Ileana History page, and a Grundy County History page. They're like, why don't you just start a group to where everybody can contribute? And again, fans, if you're listening that don't really know a lot about, you know, Facebook or, you know, groups are pretty much open to everybody. Everybody can post stuff. You know, you don't just reply to the person that, that you know, is the administrator. So, you know, I, I said by the end of the year I would do it. I think New Year's Eve I might have started the page. 
And uh, it, it's been such a positive thing to see so many people on there and, you know, posting their pictures, sharing their stories. I posted a thing on there, um, you know, who was your first hero when you, um, you know, started going to the racetrack? I saw that uh, a meme on some uh, some, some NASCAR, uh, you know, page. And like 182 people have replied to it, you know, and I just think that that, to me, that's what Facebook and the Internet is about, you know, getting people to interact and share their stories and share their love for racing and try to get people out. Now, we're in January. There's not much going on. We hope that page evolves where people can post their events and post their, their you know, their their team news and, and, you know, check their flag shots when the season starts. But, you know, getting back to your original question, I mean, that to me is what positive promotion can do, you know, it can just help um, – you know, it helps you as a driver. It, it helps with your sponsors. It helps, uh, you know, the racetrack, the, you know, the stuff that we love. The, the tracks keep disappearing. You know, they're not, they're not building new ones. They're tearing down old ones. So, you know, if we can try to, you know, keep the ones that we have still going and, you know, that, that's going to benefit all of us. And at the end of the day, it goes back to probably what my mother, your mother, and Chris's mother said. If you don't have nothing nice to say, just don't say nothing at all. It, it, it reminds me of these people that are boycotting the NFL. It's like they can't boycott the NFL unless they tell everybody every week they're boycotting the NFL. I mean, if I'm going to boycott the NFL, I'm just not going to watch it. I don't, I don't have to go online and tell everybody every week and, and say this is bad and that's bad. And, you know, unfortunately, that's kind of not the society we we live in you right. know you want to you know you want to you know you want to go on there and and uh and complain and say your two cents and, and and everything else and the funny part about that is most of the people boycott the nfl didn't watch it anyway exactly kind of falls it kind of falls back into the people that are complaining about racetracks that don't go anyways yep. but it, it, it's a necessary evil it's it's what we um you know it's what we deal with you know i don't know if you guys have have uh have really dealt with it you're you're kind of the new kids on the block uh not you know not figuratively but um <laughs> so like i said you know i'd have a lot really more money if we were the new kids <laughs> on the block <laughs> <laughs> but like i said it's uh you know no matter how much good you're doing there's always going to be you know people that that knock it down and uh like i said you can't you can try to put out the fires and like i said it's almost uh, futile to to try and do that, and you just gotta kind of hope at the end of the day the the you know the people that matter kind of realize what you're trying to do, whether it's the racetrack, whether it's a driver, whether it's a series, or uh, you know whatever. And, and I guess you just gotta kind of hope for the best. Absolutely, and you know I had the next bullet point uh, give you an opportunity to promote to, uh, your uh, Facebook group page, so you kind of handled that one for me. And he's oh, going through uh, all the bullet points. Yeah, here. he's pretty much hitting them all. This is great. Uh, last one before we let you go, though. Uh, you got an event coming up in March, uh, the Chicago Land Racing Memorabilia and Collectible Show, uh, Racers Reunion. Uh, you want to talk about that for a little bit? I would love to talk about that guy. I figured uh, you would. <laughs> It is it is such an amazing event. Um, so much history in that event. This is an event that was started by Stan Kalvasinski, who is a, a local historian in the uh, in the Chicagoland area. He used to work for Artco. He worked at Atlanta Speedway. He's worked at Grundy County Speedway. Photographer, track announcer. He, he's done it all. And Tommy Turtle. If you've been to a racetrack in the last 25 years, um, you know Tommy was the very colorful. Uh, tire, you know, dealer at the racetrack. 
they started something probably about 25 years ago. It started right here in my, in my hometown of Blue Island, right down the street from Raceway Park in the uh, Eagles Hall, the bowling alley in the basement. And it was a, a memorabilia and collectible show. And they did that. It, it evolved. They they were there for a couple of years and they outgrew it. And then they w- went to the, the Homewood Hotel for years. Um, for a few years, it was held at Chicagoland Motor Speedway in the garage area, which was uh, kind of cool. Yeah, to that, kinda was, be that was really seen. cool. Yeah, and then it went to uh, to its current location now out in Piatone, and they had it. They probably did it for about 23 years. Tommy um, had some health issues, and Stan, you know, he just didn't want to do the show, you know, by himself without Tommy, and and stopped doing it. And for a couple of years, the show, um, you know, just didn't, you know, there was it was just dormant. It, it wasn't doing nothing. I had talked to Stan a couple times about trying to to bring it back or trying to help him and he just he, he kind of he didn't seem like he really wanted to do anything with it so uh, a friend of mine uh, Jim McCarthy and if anybody knows me and knows how much I love racing at Raceway Park because I grew up there he was the same way only he was a Santa Fe kid and and he loved the dirt side of it so we you know we got together and we said what if we do like a reunion like we try to get some of these old drivers to come out maybe we'll do like a a smaller scale uh collectible memorabilia show like stan and tommy used to do and you know let's you know let's take a chance you know we might fall on our faces if we break even i'd be happy to do it and and he said yeah he goes you know let's do it so we started putting it together you know you're going to rent a hall which is something you know something that big i, I you know i've never done and i was like wait you want how much to, to rent this whole building uh you know we're getting insurance policies we're, we're doing this we're you know I had to build a website uh to let people know about the event of course the facebook page the um you know just just everything that we did and, and the coolest thing about this is you know i reached out to stan and just said hey I, i'd love to pick your brain you know, I'd love some insight. I'd love, you know, for you to to bring your pictures back to the show because for 23 years, I, I never missed a show. I went to every single show that those guys had. Stan always had his pictures, four or five tables just full of books of of pictures. I said, I'd love for you, you know, to, to be part of our show. You know, we, we comp your tables. We don't even want money. Just come come be part of this thing. And, uh, and we talked back and forth and he said, you know, Steve, I'm, I'm going to do you one better. He goes, I'm going to give you everything I have. I'm going to, you know, um, you know, help you with the, the vendors from, you know, years past. And, 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 you know, mainly, you know, he gave me a mailing list of 1600 people, wow. um, of people that he just collected names and addresses of. So he really made the transition, um, of, of our first show, you know, be a lot smoother. And, you know, he didn't have to do that very gracious of him to do that. And, um, it's, it just, it just, it snowballed. Um, you know, we, like I said, the, the vendors, we wouldn't have, have really had many, you know, we don't know how to just reach out to people and, you know, Hey, do you sell diecast cars? Hey, do you sell model cars? Do you sell pictures? Do you sell books? You know, that was a huge help, uh, you know, working out that deal with Stan to, you know, to, to get his stuff. The vendor list started pouring in before we knew what we had. I think we had a hundred and six, vendor tables wow. last year uh, of, of people selling memorabilia and, and Chris you were there I mean you you saw it I mean it was everything oh, it yeah, was, was... You know, local stuff it was NASCAR <clears throat> it was IndyCar it was it was unbelievable and then we got the drivers involved you know we kind of wanted 
to to include them. It was always kind of an unofficial racing reunion. I mean, I'd be at the show. You know, if I wasn't walking around, I would say probably about half of those years I sold stuff myself at these shows and be like, hey, there's Wayne Parra and his brother Ray Parra just walked by, and there's Larry Middleton, and there's, you know, Dave Walmart. It was kind of like a, an unofficial. If you knew who these guys were, it was cool. But if you were just a fan, I mean, you could have been the biggest Dave Waltmeyer fan 20 years ago and, and not even realize that he was standing right next to you at a table looking at pictures. So we kind of wanted to, to make it like a fan fest experience to where we have all the drivers there. And uh, we just kind of by the seat of our pants, a lot of improvising. Uh, we had Wayne Perra, um, who a former race car driver, obviously in the area, but also a DJ. He came on and, and helped us tremendously donating his services for the day of, of having microphones and a sound system. And uh, my buddy, Jim, he just, uh, he handled all the artwork for everything that we did. And we just, um, you know, for five hours, we just set up interviews with people. We had like, like a round table almost, you know, we had track champions. We had guys that raced in the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, um, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, set up, you know, probably a couple hundred chairs and the fans just sat there and, you know, we're eating it up and, and not just even the fans, even some of the former drivers, you know, that were there and, and hadn't seen people, you know, in, in, in so many years. I talked to a guy that said he was there from Canada. Wow. You know, when, when, when you hear stuff like that, I have a buddy of mine who he, he lives, he lives here, but he also has a house in Florida, spends a lot of time in Florida, you know, during the winter months, he sent me a text about nine o'clock and he said, Hey, I'm at, you know, such and such airport. He goes, I'll be, but I'll be by you at, at two o'clock. And he, it was from Florida where he sent me the, the text message, wow. you know? So it's like, you know, Ray Freeman, a former raceway park champion. Uh, he won the first feature ever at the Grundy County Speedway when they opened way back in the early seventies. I mean, he came up from Kentucky, I, I think, uh, I forget. I, I believe it was that or Missouri somewhere down South. Um, but yeah, there's just so many drivers that, that came up to support it. We were just blown away at, at how much of a hit it, it was in year one. I mean, it was almost like, man, we, we could almost use a bigger space. Uh, we could almost do it longer. You know, we could almost maybe make this, you know, you know, two days. Again, Chris, I mean, you were there. You saw how big that place was, and uh, there wasn't an inch of it that, that wasn't unused. Yeah, that was that was one of the biggest shows I've I've seen, and I've been to I, – I think I started going when it was still in the hotel, and that was – that was – I don't think I've seen one like it. I, I think uh, having the having the reunion there and all the old drivers and talking to everybody, I think that really added some. Yeah. So, like I said, it was it and it and it just uh, there was something there for everyone. I mean, if you like NASCAR and have never been to Grundy County Speedway or never heard of Raceway Park, never heard of Santa Fe Speedway, you can walk in, you know, pay your admission, and and like I said, there was a hundred plus tables for you to buy stuff, you know, and if, or if, if you were one of these old timers or just a fan of local racing, that's like, you know what? I, I have enough junk in my house. I don't need to buy another diecast car. I don't need to buy, you know, this, you know, indie car book or whatever. Same thing. You could walk by, look at the stuff and then just sit and mingle, um, you know, w- with the drivers. So, I mean, it was literally had something 
for, for everybody and, you know, trying to get as much feedback as we can. And that's what we, we kind of learned that there was people that, you know, didn't even know there was local tracks in the area, but they just, they're NASCAR fans or they're Indy fans and they were looking for old Indy 500 pictures, et cetera. And then vice versa. It's like, you know what, Steve, I, I don't, I don't, you know, 40 years old, I'm 50 years old. I don't need no die cast cars or blah, blah, blah. I'm just here to see some of the heroes that, you know, I, I you know, grew up, you know, watching. And, uh, like I said, just a, a, a real, you know, real neat deal. It's a huge place. Um, you know, they served food basically all day. They had a breakfast menu when you started out and then it kind of transitioned to a lunch menu, uh, you know, as it got to be about 11 o'clock. The big thing with race car drivers, Jeremy, I don't know if, if you know this or not, uh, race car drivers like to drink. So no. there's a bar no. right, in, right in the middle of this place. There was a bar and let me tell you, it was, uh, you know, fighting your fighting room just to get past this because you'd have to go through one room. And then the bar was in the middle to get to the other room, and sometimes it was a chore just to make it to the second room. But uh, yeah, can I can I put in my request for a table in the front room next to? (laughs) Yeah, he wants people to actually make it to his table. Yeah, uh, like I said, it 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 was uh, it it was interesting, but like I said, it was it's you know just something uh, you know something for everybody. You go out there and you can spend. Uh, you know, spend the whole day out there. Like I said, we we extended it. The show used to be from nine to two. And, and we thought, you know, on a Sunday, that was like really one of the only things that we changed from the format that Stan and Tommy did it. We always used to say, you know, nine o'clock on a Sunday, you know, people, that's their lazy day. You know, maybe they want to get up a little bit later if they're going to go to church or if they're going to, that's their day the family has breakfast or whatever. So we changed it. It was still a five hour show, but we just changed it from 10 to three. And then it was 10 to three vendor wise, you know, so the vendors, you know, we wanted them there until three o'clock. And, and, you know, when they all packed up and left, we still had all the drivers. People were BSing for another couple of hours, uh, you know, on the on the other side where most of the uh, the reunion stuff was was taking place. So it was uh, it, it was a cool show. March twenty fifth uh, at the um, God, the name of the building now is the Atrium Building at the uh, Will County Fairgrounds, right off of uh, Wilmington Piatone Road. You can go on our website, ChicagolandRacersReunion.com, or you can also look up that page. On, uh, on on Facebook and, and get the information there. Only a seven dollar admission. It's good for you know both rooms. And like I said, you can be there uh, all day. There's something for for everybody. If you're a race fan and you don't find something that you're interested in, you uh, you're not looking hard enough uh, at our, our show. So awesome. Well, on that note, Steve, I think we are going to let you go. Uh, again, we appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk to us, and uh, definitely uh, definitely had a good time talking to you. Anytime, guys. I appreciate uh, appreciate the time to to come on. I appreciate what you're doing. You know, the positive promotion of local racing, like we talked about all show, uh, is, is definitely something that that you guys do. I do have. I, I've seen. I listened to about half the shows so far. I got them still archived, and and I try to to catch up on them when I do. But you guys are doing a great job, and uh, I hope you just keep on uh, doing what you're doing. Excellent. Well, we appreciate it, Steve. And again, thank you for your time. And uh, if nothing else, we'll uh, catch you at the end of March. Thanks, guys. You have a great night. All right. Thanks, you you too. And that, race fans, was our interview on social media with Steve Bechtel. Chris, uh, a lot of information there to process. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, uh, I'm I'm, I'm looking over your notes because I am a terrible student and didn't take any. So I'm copying off the uh, the teacher's pet over there. (laughs) (laughs) See, I see how this dynamic's going to work here. I'm going to take You're the boss. I'm the color. (laughs) That color is black. Hey, now. 
<laughs> but uh, well, yeah. okay, we're wrestling nerds. You're Jim Ross. I somebody else. Not necessarily Jerry the King Lawler because, well, I mean, I, I don't dislike Jerry the King Lawler, but there, I, there was that attitude era where he was kind of cringy. Should I say, by God, that Facebook page had a family? Should I, should I go there? Uh, as God is my witness, he has broken this this uh, podcast in half. <laughs> there we go. Um, but a lot of great information there and a lot of good opinions. Um, kind of the biggest thing I, I take away from social media, and I'm I'm pretty timid when it comes to doing anything on social media, even with our own page. And, 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 it and yet shows. you host a podcast. And I host the podcast. And the, you're talkative during it. The hosting the podcast and the being talkative during the podcast, it's one thing, but uh, you know, doing the follow-ups on social media and doing uh, the posts and, and staying on top of, of trying to get followers and giving them good ta- content and stuff. Yeah, it's, I, it's diffi- I'm right there with you. It's it, difficult it's, to do. Yeah. It's really difficult to do, and in this day and age, we're no matter what you do, it's pretty much wrong anyways. It's it's now now that's only three quarters true. <laughs> only three quarters. Well remember light side, dark side. Light side and dark side, that's true. We talked about that an hour hour ago, I think. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, I remember some things from an hour ago. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but well, we appreciate Steve being on nonetheless. Uh, great insight, great information. Um, I think he probably gave the best advice that I could give to anybody else uh, when it comes to social media. And it's pretty much just that simple. If you don't have something nice to say, just don't say it. I mean, what's uh, the point? Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and I'll take it a step further. If you do have something negative to say, Take it up with that person in right. person. You know, right. if you have a if if you as a racer have an issue with another racer, Jeremy, I have an issue. I yeah, probably more <laughs> than I can count. Well, okay, well, I've got subscriptions, but <laughs> subscriptions or prescriptions, both. I, I do go play in the infield <laughs> voluntarily too. Yes, voluntarily. I I enjoy my time out there. I I, I switch to green, so I'm at least visible when you're coming at me. Uh, that's at least positive. Otherwise, yeah. it'd be kind of yeah. difficult to see. Well, I, I want to thank uh, Brandon Reed for that. <laughs> I was wearing black, and he came after scared me. Scared the life out of him, but, uh, you know. I, he was I've, more scared than I was. <laughs> I'm sure you were probably pretty scared. So course, I can only he imagine. knew he was spinning before I did. Yeah, that, that's true. Usually, they're first to know. Yeah. That's, any, anytime we make a change on Stan's car or anything like that, we, we say, nah, he'll be the first to know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, even just taking it a step further from if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say it at all. Um, to if you do have something negative to say or somebody to confront, just just go face to face, hash it out, and be done with it. Um, too often, too many times. It's, no, that, that, that's not us encouraging fisticuffs. Right. We unless Chris has Civil a camera disgu- by it, then and can sell some pictures. No, off of it, no, then. no. I mean, I. I love taking pictures, and I love taking pictures of interesting things, but I don't want to be subpoenaed. <laughs> okay, so no legal ramifications for Good Acre <laughs> Photography. Check. We got that one. Yeah. Uh, but he does make a good point. Uh, you know, we, we're not encouraging violence or fisticuffs or, or fights of, of anything. Uh, we just we don't like seeing all the negative on social media. Personally, on my personal friends list, um, I've, I've gotten rid of people that maybe I went to high school with or, or whatnot that, uh, you know, post negative things, be it political or just things that I don't agree with. And it's not because I, I'm close minded or anything like that. It's just, 
I, you know, I get on Facebook just to kind of see news and, and see local happenings in the area and see positive things like all the pictures being posted about um, back in the day at local short tracks and, and NASCAR news and, and all the good things that I enjoy. That's why I get on Facebook, um, you, know, you know, even to connect with family that's out of town. Uh, you know, I don't need to see somebody politically ranting or, or whatnot. So the, the best advice that I took out of his commentary on it is if you just just don't say anything. Just just let it go. I got an idea. Well, you got yeah, idea. title for this uh, this week's episode. What do you got? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Now, if only we could license that song to use right now. So everybody listening at home, in the car, at work, just hum along in your head to that tune that we have not licensed and therefore really can't do anything with. But you know, hey, why can't we be friends? Can't we all just get along? Exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> And and Steve alluded to it in in his interview is that they're not building new racetracks they're closing down old right. ones and social media and and people's reactions to things that happen at the racetrack it, it is a factor obviously it's not scientific it's not proven but uh, think about if you're going to go to a new restaurant okay and you you get on Google you you search for the restaurant just say you're looking up the address see where it's at you know what what time they're open you know, all that good information that you would you'd normally kind of uh, research out and you see the Google reviews and and they're poor poor reviews uh, about service and and whatnot you're not going to be likely to go there um, right unless Gordon Ramsay happens to be in town despite those or because of those bad reviews. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if he's doing that show anymore. I don't know. Or even if, uh, you know, and Steve kind of alluded to it too, that he'll get on there, uh, you know, and kind of respond to some of the comments or on, on the Google reviews and whatnot, uh, you know, kind of disputing people's claims. Uh, you know, to me, it speaks volumes when a business does that and say, you know, hey, right. we're sorry you didn't. Right. You know, let's you know, make it right. There's, you know? there's three sides to everything. There's, there's his side, there's the other side, and there's the truth. It's somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, so it does definitely speak a lot to me when, when businesses do get on there and, and try to make things right. So, uh, you know, kind of speak to that, uh, what he said, but you know, when, when people bash the track or the, the staff or whatnot, it, it does affect there, there's cause and effect. Uh, and I think we've lost a lot of that in, in society in general that, well, I can just, you know, I'm not coming face to face with these people. I can just say whatever right. the heck I Keyboard want to. Right. Keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors. Love them. That might be the title of this okay. episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keyboard warriors. No, no, that, that's fine. That's fine. I, I apparently we just inadvertently come up with better titles than ones we almost think about. It's almost we just need to not plan. I I, I never plan on a title. I, I kind of gave you, up on. Sometimes that. you barely plan in the episode. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it happens. And then then we get really uh, really. Wonderful guest on that really talk for a long, long time. <laughs> Gives us great content, and, and again, we appreciate it. We do, um, very much. And it, so. makes, it makes our life a little bit easier because he hit just about all my bullet points without me really having to ask too many questions. So um, at least we were all kind of on the same wavelength there, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I just think it's a thing. It's a thing. So social media can be a good thing for, for myself uh, with this page uh, and our pages that we try to do at Ileana SCR for all of those that are listening and haven't followed us on any of our social media, please pages, do cheap plug, please do uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and we're not as active on Twitter, but we are there trying to really uh, focus on Facebook and Instagram though. But I digress. You're the Twitter guy. Uh, I, I am the Twitter guy. I follow Twitter, but uh, I, I, you know, honestly, Twitter on my phone is so difficult to figure out 
what is going on. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm going to complain a little bit about the, the Twitter UI, I guess. And that's fair. Uh, it is kind of hard to follow sometimes, but I bet as many times as they change Facebook anymore. I mean, True. something changes with Facebook just about every And, you know, week, Instagram's so. doing that, too. Instagram's not chronological anymore. It's just, here, we think these are going to interest you the most. Yeah, but I, I did read something today that I think Instagram is now allowing uh, scheduled posts, so that's okay, actually that, good for that, us. Yeah, um, that well, They're kind of late. You. They're, yeah, that's good for me. <laughs> uh, kind of late to the party on that. I guess me, too. I, I am kind of an Instagram... You're you're a photographer, Chris. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's a whole photography. I should start posting Instagram. some pictures. Hmm. <laughs> Don't you give me that. <laughs> Good Acre Photography could use an Instagram page. Good know. Acre Photography has an Instagram that I need to actually start Instagramming too. Hmm. Shut it. <laughs> <laughs> see, see debates on social media. Here we go. That's what yeah, we're talking we, about. We are debating social media on social media about social media. Oh, that made my head hurt. Mine too. Okay. Um, so anyway, I, I'm going to, I'm going to nerd out one more time tonight. Uh, okay. One more Social time. media is an incredibly, extremely powerful tool and with great power comes great response. Yeah. Don't sh- stop laughing with great power comes great responsibility. That could also be a title too, Chris. I mean, come on. Yeah. But I think Marvel owns that. That, well, that might be a problem. Well, you know, the, you, you got a good one. You got three good ones. Now. I got a bunch of good ones. I'm taking notes. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you are. Somebody has to. Well, again, boss, guy that comments on things. <laughs> uh, but I, I think if we talk about social media anymore, it'd probably be like beating a dead horse at this point. That poor horse. Nah, that poor horse. Grundy County Speedway was mentioned quite a bit. I believe I saw today that their schedule has been now been posted, and I think you actually have yeah, it right it's, next it's to it. Yeah, it's right here in front of us. There's lots of Friday racing. There's some Saturday racing. Um there is I I'm not sure exactly how it how the the arrangement was worked out, but the uh, the Illini Midget Series that raced there on Saturdays is now the Power Eye Midget Series that is going to be racing there on Saturdays. Right. So I'm not sure if that's a continuation of the same organization, a, a new organization that took over. Anyway, they're going to be midgets on Saturdays again. Um, it it is a really stacked schedule. There's there's not many nights without something going on. And, yep, you know, I, I, I noticed that. There's I, not a notion, no shortage of, of racing. I, I love how South Bend has the past couple of years done that, is there's, there's no regular night. And I saw somewhere actually on, of all places, social media in the past week or so. See, it can be a good thing. It can it be. Can a great be. Thing. Um, I can't remember where I saw it, but somebody posted that, you know, racetracks putting out schedules really, they're. Nowhere on the schedule should appear the words regular night. Absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, because when you say regular night, it, to me, the connotation is, oh, well, it's just it's just the normal show. I don't need to go. I'm not going to see anything exciting. You know, it kind of has a negative connotation to it. Whereas if you say, you know, anything, even if you say it's a first responders night. Right. Uh, you know, okay. Right. I'm looking. There's, there's right now two hometown hero nights where uh, if you show an ID... From that town, you get two for one admission. There's a, there's an armed forces night. There's a ladies night. There's fan appreciation night. Yeah, I think I said there's uh, police first responders. There's uh, there's the the Candyman memorial. There's a Jake Bradley memorial, an on track autograph session, Frank Welch memorial. These are all, these are all things that pull in fans. And and I'm gonna challenge. Everybody out there listening and, and everyone on our social media pages and even us on our, our show social media pages. You are our throwing down the gauntlet I'm now. throwing down the gauntlet. 
instead of the negativity about why is this track doing this or why is this track doing that, let's do this. When we have Grundy County Speedway, Plymouth Speedway, South Bend Speedway, Kankakee, you know, all these tracks, you know, they post, uh, you know, ahead of time their events. Or, or even if they don't, you know when the events are. If you're a fan of that track or if you're a driver at that track, you know when the events are. So at least 48 hours before that event, I want you to share some kind of post detailing that event. Where's it at? When? What time? You know, the who, what, when, where, why, and how's. You know, I will pick up that gauntlet. Pick up that gauntlet. Yes, thank you. Edit all that crap out. I'll edit that out. I'll make it, I'll make you sound like a million bucks, Chris. Don't yeah, worry about sure it. Yeah, sure you will. I've, I've heard some of okay, your edits. At least $10. Okay. <laughs> um, 50 cents? Uh, well, if we're talking... Wait, I, can't, I cannot make you sound like 50 cent. That would probably be gimmick infringement. A little bit, yes. But with great power comes I am. <laughs> um, now, you know, my my big tracks, uh, my really my big photography excursion is uh, South Bend Motor Speedway and Grundy County Speedway. So now that both of those schedules are out, I'm going to start planning my summer. So I, uh, uh, where, where's the Boy Scout handbook here? I don't have On one. my honor, I will do my best. I think you're putting your hand on Kevin Harvick right there at the moment. Ooh, let me try again. Um, yeah, Earn, yeah, Earn there's, there's an Earnhardt one. On my honor, <laughs> God, we're nerds. Um, I am going to make it a point this summer, a to start sharing more pictures on my Good Acre Photography Instagram that does in fact exist because that's what you do. Well, I mean, I'm pretty active on mine. I share that's something true. every every day. day. That's true. I give you that. I, I am annoying, I'm sure, but I, I'm I'm trying. So I, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start posting to the good, the Good Acre Photography Instagram. Um, I know there's a Facebook page out there that I have kind of neglected. That maybe I should make good on my New Year's resolution and actually use. Um, and then all of these events that I'm going to, I I'm going to say, hey, you know, the, not not post when we get there, but post several days before. Hey, this is where, you know, me or me and Dad or me and Dad and, and Brian, we're gonna be at that track come say hi we'll be the guys in green maybe don't come say hi to us unless nothing's going around in circles or we're not in the middle of the going around in circles but yeah i'm gonna tell you we're gonna be there and i think if if all of us do that or do something positive um you know if, say like us with the s4 motorsports team we do a lot of uh, car shows and things of that nature. We tell you ahead of Facebook time. Facebook Live. Use Facebook Live. And I know Steve was kind of on the fence about it a little bit, but use it. Yeah, um, and I know like South Bend will do it. Um, they'll walk around the pits and kind of interview some of their drivers. Oh yeah, Tony. Tony's Tony is like Facebook incarnate. And Tony, this this is me. I don't know if you listen, but you will now because I'm saying, hey, Tony, you're we want you on this show. Because I'm pretty sure now you're going to get a, either a text or a message or, or something saying, hey, listen to our show, and will you probably be on our show? Well, but, by, by the time this is posted, I'm sure you will have received that text because I'm typing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and by right now, we mean... I already have sent it. already have sent it. <laughs> the magic of of media yeah well the magic of multitasking i should be taking notes but instead i'm typing text messages if it it's for the betterment of the show one of us, uh, okay I, one I, of us works the phones one of us takes the notes it works all right kind um, of yeah and it works about as hard as we do which is not very um but you well know, yeah when we get guests on like steve that do our work for us it's great we're good I love it uh, we definitely have him on again and one of those events that we can hype uh we talked about it 
at the end of our interview with him is the Chicagoland uh, Racers Reunion, the Racing Memorabilia and Collectibles show. Um, I went to the old iteration of the show numerous times. That's probably how I have most of my diecasts that are down uh, here yeah, right now. I have you do more as well. Than I'm proud of. Yeah. Actually, I'm proud of all of them, but I'm not proud of how much I've spent on them. Yeah, I know for a while I was kind of your diecast hunter. So, well, you were, but you also worked at a place that sold them. So it's not so much you were my hunter as you were my uh, informant, I guess. Sure, I'd go well, with that. I, I would. I would send Jeremy pictures saying, "Hey, here's what I've got. What am I missing? Uh huh. Or, or here's what I want. Right. And go right, find right. it. Right. And I think I'm down now to the one I. Actually, there's two. There's two I want. I got to make notes here on you this have one to because make, I'm, you're making notes because <laughs> I'm going to get drafted um, when we're there. Well, to find I it. I know I'm not going to be able to afford one of them because nobody can. Um, 1997 Dale Earnhardt Senior, the crash the car, the crash car, yeah. Which you're not going to find that for anything remotely resembling a price. There will be a price on it. There's just going to be a lot of zeros behind uh-huh. it. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, I don't even know if this one exists, but uh, 2000 Talladega Dale Senior. Yes, it does. Okay, I know it exists. You have one. I have one. Okay, <laughs> it's yeah, it's right there on the shelf. That would be the one. Now yep. is that 124th or is that the? Yeah, that's that. I, okay, I've got yep. a 43rd yep. scale of the crash card, and right, right underneath it is the 2000 Talladega okay. winner with the All noble right. has a confetti and everything. It's great. So, hey Chris, what's your favorite NASCAR driver? <laughs> I think we answered that one. Uh, well, I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's something we can do better. We can share that event. We can do a little bit better. Right, and and, we... and you, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the gauntlet back at you yeah, now. Oh man, I'm um, horrible. You are horrible. <laughs> I am I am horrible, man? <laughs> um, well, this this event coming up in March is a perfect time to take your phone, go around, and talk to some people. To put mini interviews on this here show. The best thing is I've got a voice recorder that we can take with us. And, there you go. And, so and if you show up on March 25th, 25th thank you. The paper is covered up. We need to talk to Steve about maybe dragging that out a hair longer. I would pre- prefer to put it on Saturday myself. But uh, now, su- I, Sunday, Sunday works. Sundays, I know it's church, but you can take one Sunday because, I mean, it's, it's NASCAR races on Sundays. Yes, I get good naps on Sundays. I'll be getting good naps on Sundays here in the next few weeks. Well, coming it, back up. no, we are race fans. We watch every single lap. I will watch the Daytona 500. I guarantee that. Okay, there you go. That'll <laughs> compromise. I, I watch them all. I do sleep during some of them, but I do watch them all. Well, everybody does. Yeah. Who doesn't? That's what. So anyway, you're, you're, I'm, I'm going to post on social media about where Good Acre Photography is going to be and what race cars might be there with us. And you're going to record people talking about stuff. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. All right. All right. So now we got a game plan. Uh, we're going to challenge right, everyone one, out two, there. One, two, three, break. Yes. One, two, three, break. We're going to challenge everybody out there to do the same. Uh, if, if you've got a racing event coming up, 48 hours or so before the event, give me the give me the W's, man. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. Just promote it. Let, let's get it out there and let, let's let's fill up these racetracks. Let's pack these car shows. Let's, let's make a positive impact instead of just cutting everybody down all the time. I, we've got to hey, be tired if, of If you're it, feeling right? generous, share our post. Yeah, exactly. You know, share our post. Let, let people know that what you can listen to us to two rambling on. Yeah, you can occasionally listen. with other people rambling on. You can listen to us in the car. You can listen to us at work. Uh, you know, we're we're a good way to fill. A, I tend an hour to listen to us on on my way to falling asleep. No, yeah. I don't. I listen. To- 
<laughs> you probably aren't the only one. Well, I know you do, but you're the one that's editing it while you're falling well, asleep. Well, yes, that's true. Um, so we're going to throw that gauntlet down. Uh, let's be positive on social media here in 2018. Um, well, then let's let's not throw the gauntlet down. Let's say, hey, can you do this for us? We'd be really happy if you did. That's positive, right? That is positive. Okay. That's positive. So there. It, we got a little good cop, bad cop thing on here. I'm trying to be forceful. You're trying to be like, you know, hey. And so does that make me Superman and you Batman? Is that how that works? I, I think so. Really I'm not sure I like that arrangement. I'm not sure either. Well, either way, we're going to go talk about it and figure out who's the superhero or who's what superhero With here. great power. It comes great responsibility. Um, to all of you that are the keyboard warriors out there, be good. Okay, let, let, let's be positive. Let, let's cut the negativity out. Let's um, share our posts. Let's sh- uh, share our posts. Let's and, share happy things. Yeah, let's, let's be happy. There's invite. Enough- bring somebody to the racetrack once we get around to the point of the year when you can bring somebody to the racetrack. Yeah, we're getting close. Um, I know South Bend has open practice for free to get in the grandstands. Absolutely. Grundy has open practice for free to get in the grandstands. Yeah, it's not the most action-packed thing cars going around in circles but, but hey, after a long winter man just yeah some race i want to see some cars going around in circles absolutely i want to hear some cars going around in circles absolutely so that is our challenge I want to take some pictures of some cars going around in circles well you will get to <laughs> so that is our challenge uh for you guys going forward for this episode let's be positive out there on social media let's let's get our posts out there let's share them let's let's fill these racetracks fill these car shows uh, let's just go ahead and do it, man. And and with that, we are going to uh, put episode eight to bed, I think. Well, good. It's past our bedtime. It is past our bedtime. I am falling down as we speak. Uh, so for Jeremy Banning and Chris Goodacre, we thank you for listening to the show. Uh, we hope you will catch us on social media at Ileana SCR, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Again, a little more active on Facebook and Instagram, but we are on Twitter there as well. You can catch this on Podbean, iTunes, or any other podcast app that's out there, I, I believe we show up on. So um, catch us again. We thank you uh, for listening to us, and we will be coming your way in an, another couple of weeks with our ninth episode. Uh, we hope you guys will listen to that as well. And if you haven't caught up on our other episodes, please do. Yes, that would be you, Mr. Bechtel. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, we definitely appreciate you uh, giving us a little bit of your time. And until next time, enjoy. You've been listening to the Ileana Stock Car Radio Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by S4 Motorsports Marketing. At S4 Motorsports, the mission is simple, to get your company's message out front through motorsports marketing. For more information on S4 Motorsports and all the latest news and information from the team, check them out on Facebook. And by Goodacre Photography, your source for local motorsports photography, special event photography, and portrait photography since 2007. For more information, check out goodacrephotography.com. For all the latest updates on the Ileana Stock Car Radio podcast, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IlianaSCR. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Podbean. We thank you for listening to this week's episode, and until we meet again, keep on turning left. Thank you.